Your show will go live in five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Love Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash female dash solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasaman. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadeh. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant. Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from on Essentials on the Female Solution Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Well, good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, so it's time for uh, self-self care with the Female Solution on Blog Talk Radio. And as you all know, 
Uh, we also live stream on uh, Susan Essentials YouTube and Facebook, Facebook Live. I am so grateful to um, be joined today by my uh, guest, Dr. Uh, Nathan Garowitz, Dr. Nate, as I call him. And um, we're talking about cultivating trust in a time of uncertainty. And I think this is a really good topic to have today. Um, so I met Dr. Nate, I think it was 2018. And I believe it was um, July, actually. I don't know if I have his age correctly, but if you can imagine, and you're going to see him soon, he's about 32 years old, going on 95. Yep, that's right. We have a very old soul here today. And I'm beyond grateful that he's going to share his wisdom with us. And um, Dr. Nate is a chiropractor. He's based out of Palatine, Illinois. Um, he's also a practitioner of divine intervention and spontaneous remission and quickening. Shaman. <laughs> That's the shortened version. Um, and I think before I bring on Dr. Nate, I want to say this. What does it tell you? when so many of our science-based souls are coming through as spiritual healers. The other week we had Dr. Lawless on the, on the show, also scientist, shaman. The world needs to bring spirituality into healing, into our science. And so I'm so grateful. With no further ado, let me bring on Dr. Nate Garowitz. Good morning. How are you? you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I love all of the intros. That was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you can live to 120 years old, right? And then you get to speak all the different languages for good morning. <laughs> I'm aiming for 124. That's, that's my target. <laughs> And, Interesting. Okay. Okay. And what's and you know it's funny because in my office all the time I I talk to people and I'm like, depending on where they're at, there's a pretty good likelihood that they'll live into their 80s, 90s, and 100s, just what the statistics are saying. Depending on how old they are when I meet them, and most people look at me like you have got to be kidding. Because everyone has this the same belief of that you're going to get old, decrepit, not function great, and it's going to be miserable. And uh, I, I play in a different type of arena where it doesn't have to be. Can be, but doesn't have to be. Can be, definitely doesn't have to be. Like I, you know, I get the same response that you get. Mm -hmm. And uh, my clients are like, well, yeah, I don't want to live to 120. I said, but... You know, are you assuming <laughs> that it's not going to be a good experience, right? Mm -hmm. What would it look like if you had a lot of vitality? Yeah. So. Which is often a very foreign concept. Yes. It was, you know, my concept was let's die soon <laughs> until I reclaimed my health. Right. And it's, um, 
Yeah, and we and we can definitely get into that sort of. I think that really ties into the theme, the theme that you and I were talking about for the show of cultivating trust. Um, because if you don't, when someone doesn't have trust in their body, trust in themselves, trust in the world around them, then yeah, it, it becomes very it, it becomes very easy to adopt the belief system of well, why would I want to hang out here for a while? So. Um, well, and that's why this is so important. I think there, I, when you gave me the title um, for the show about cultivating trust, I'm like that's huge because mm-hmm. that's when you don't have trust, what replaces that fear? Mm-hmm. So. And uh, as I'm sure you've talked about many times on the show, um, the way our body is is essentially wired is we can be in dominantly fear or trust slash love at one time. We cannot do them both simultaneously very well for very long. And I don't only mean in an emotional sense, I mean in just the pure physiology because both of the, whether it's fear or trust, will have a very different neurochemical effect through our physiology, which then changes the way our organs function, changes the way our mind focuses on things, changes the way we perceive and interact with our reality. Well, yeah, it's a completely different frequency. Yeah. And, and, um, the- and you know, you've spoken for a while about that, but, I mean, um, I've spent the last year and a half mm. focusing on frequency medicine. Mm. And well, so, well, Tesla, go ahead. I would say Tesla, and I, I when I say Tesla, I mean like Nikolai Tesla, I don't mean the car company, um, said that uh, if you want to understand I'm paraphrasing, so you have to forgive me. Um, hopefully, he will forgive me. That if you want to understand the concepts of the universe, think in frequency, tone, and vibration. And it's interesting that in the last bunch of years, essentially since Einstein, every field of physical science has adopted more of a quantum view on things, with the exception of um, primarily the health, I'll say, industry. Um, not saying that. Some haven't, and then it's not getting more and more common. Just in the time that I've been on the earth, uh, you know, organic food, which carries a very different type of um, nourishment, and 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 I say nourishment and also the energy and et cetera, has a very different. You know, when I was a kid, you had to like really work to find it, whereas now you can find it at Jewel or you can find it at most stores, which is really fantastic. Yeah, and Jewel is actually the largest distributor of organic foods in the world. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, just simply because of their distribution of their stores, right? right. Yeah. yeah. So that's our uh, intro, folks. <laughs> yeah, right? And so, <clears throat> but frequencies are, so um, I have, um, and I don't know if you know this, because we haven't spoken at length about this recently. Um, I have a Healy, actually I have four. <laughs> So it's amazing. We've been blending uh, a variety of different frequencies mm-hmm. together to really help the body heal itself. So using Healy, uh, PEMF, the Beamer, um, bought, and then of course oils are another type of frequency, which I didn't think of it when I first created it. But it's it's pretty um, grounding, really grounding. And, and for anyone who's listening, who is getting who's a little um, unclear about when Jody, Jody or I say frequency, 
it, it, the there's a study called Cymatics, which I will um, I'll send Jody a really fun video. Which we can maybe put it in the comments or something below on the video. Um, yeah, what's called Cymatic? Cymatics, and essentially it's essentially passing different frequencies, usually using sound through. Typically, they use sand. They'll put sand on essentially a plate. And they'll run different frequencies through it, and it'll actually the sand will move and adopt different patterns and configurations. So, when you change the base frequency that your body is vibrating at, so to speak, that that will change the way the physical structures work. And so, I lovingly joke that we are the original string instrument, and it's very easy for us to get out of tune. And so different different ways of changing our internal frequency whether that is a sound whether using sound or oil or some sort of touch will can change the way our physical structure is actually configuring itself and then that changes the function of things so hopefully that gives just a hair more clarity on that well so i have actually i'm trying to find that real fast i have shown this on the show was um about two and a half months ago um how do you spell that again oh good lord um uh we're more math driven than word driven (laughs) yeah um c y a m a t i c s i guess okay so i will yeah if we can't find it there's a fun one that i know that is essentially a music video that um, they do it with music, and then they show the different things. They use sand, they use fire, they use water. It's pretty fun. So I will do my best to get that to you. Oh, I got it right now. I'm oh, on it. <laughs> Hold on. So, because this is going to be cool, let me just get past the the ad. Elementor Pro templates are a great place. Okay. The first experiment. We're having issues with technology today. That's just the voltage we're running. No worries, we can. Yeah. For the Cymatics music video, it's called a Cladney plate. A cladney plate is basically a metal plate attached to the top of the speaker. There's sand on top of the plate, and you play different tones through the speaker. The plate vibrates, which forms different shapes depending on the frequency of the sound. Well, we blew up a lot of speakers um, with the with the cladney plate. So there was a lot of experimenting around the cladney plate, primarily looking at how much volume we can put through there. Okay, great. How much sand to actually put on the plate and the different shapes of plates and what different patterns would be created because of those shapes. So the, um, listen, but, the listening audience, we were showing the sand uh, changing uh, the, the formation as different frequencies were run. But um, we will put that link in the thread um, on Facebook and on YouTube right now. So for those people who want to see that, they can. But why don't you go ahead and talk about how you feel we can create trust in a time of uncertainty, Dr. Nate. And you're muted. You're muted. Let me unmute you. Unmuting would really help, wouldn't it? Um, so that's part one. We have to unmute. Um, <laughs> so 
I've been having the same conversation for about for a little over a year, okay. which is that I a lot of people have a very solid need for certainty, where people generally need to know what tomorrow will look like, what next week will look like, what next month will look like. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we can touch on this more if, you all, if you'd like, but these needs that we carry around, whether it's the need for certainty, the need for attention, the need to be liked, the need to be loved, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, they come typically from childhood and typically from the wounds we still carry around. And this doesn't have to, this doesn't necessarily mean you had major trauma. It can just be the, the nuances and the quirks of your family unit and your life leading into adulthood. And I have been lovingly joking that if you are the kind of person who has a need, a deep carnal need for certainty, then la- the last 15 months has been one of two things. It has either been a beautiful opportunity to let that part of you relax and actually aim, instead of a need for certainty, to a value of clarity. The difference is everything has a low vibration and a high vibration. So if you're coming from a need for certainty, it will operate on essentially from the unhealthy, undeveloped parts of our personality versus coming from a value of clarity will allow you to access the more developed and integrated parts of our personality and, dare I say, the higher aspects of who we are. And when I say clarity, it's what am I clear about? For me, it was very weird when everything shifted, everything changed. I very much was feeling like the foundational fabric of what we were building our lives on had crumbled. And so I had to Rather than trying to find what I was certain of, I decided to get very quiet with myself and get clear on, well, what is it that I can use as the foundational component for my life? And what's great about that, about going for clarity, is that it allows you to get deeper and deeper and deeper levels of that clarity, get more and more clear on what is your personal mission, vision, purpose that you are creating and choosing for your life, or as um, one of my favorite authors, Simon Sinek, talks about, knowing your why. You know that's my favorite video, right? Oh, yeah. I, I love Simon Sinek. Yeah. If, Simon, if you're watching, call us. Um, yeah, right? Go ahead, Simon. Call it. <laughs> I'll let you talk. Um, so that's option number one. Option number two is you double down on the need for certainty, and it was a beautiful opportunity to kind of go a little crazy. And I say that with love because we, I think everybody kind of at one point or other really shifted. We, it was a paradigm and it was, it was a, it was a rolling spectrum of where we were at any given day. Um, however, when it, it appears that everything that we thought we could be certain of was crumbling, it's a matter of what do we fall back on? What do we fall to? And it's, um, there's there's a lot of grace that can be found in the struggle. So that's part one. Part what does it mean there's a lot of grace that can be found in the struggles. What does okay. that mean? So um, there, there's a there's a um, there's a we're gonna get a little higher concept if that's cool with y'all um oh, yes. first of all just so you i mean I, I i know how busy you are so i don't want to assume that you've seen a lot of the shows on the female solution we're all about vibrations we're all about like this type of philosophy 
So you're like in really good spaces. <laughs> cool. Okay. Now, now that I know, now that I know where 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 the the, the boundaries are, um, there is. There there you there, go. There are, oh boy, there are 105 universal laws out there. Mm -hmm. One of them is the universal law of karma, which it says that cause and the rule of cause and effect determine everything essentially. That, and I don't mean this in again. Remember the high vibration, low vibration of things. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, we view our karma as that we're being punished for bad things we did in the past. I'm going to offer a different way of looking at our karma and our dharma. Our karma being that there were certain things that we either didn't fully learn the first time we experienced them or that we continuously didn't learn the multiple times we experienced them. So we get another opportunity to learn the lesson. It's like retaking the class so that way you can actually gain the lessons and get benefits and the gifts from it. Now, so taking the class, I just want to repeat that for the listening audience. Sure. So instead of making yourself wrong, mm -hmm. that you did something wrong and you're being punished, you're just doing like a, a little redo on the class. Yep. So that you get to reinsert knowledge, the process, the how, the why to help you raise your vibrational level. Yes. Okay. And that will often pair with what, I, what I've often heard called our dharma, which is the sacred service we're meant to do in our lives. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna, pause, we'll pause, I'm gonna put a pin in that conversation about karma for just a moment. We can come back to it, I promise. What? That for thousands of years, as long as humanity has been on the, on the planet, we've all been, many of us have been engaged in some form of spiritual practices, religions, some way of connecting, of having a code of ethics, of having morals, and having a way of connecting with the greater aspects of the universe. Oftentimes, different, especially spiritual practices, um, will work off the premise that to become enlightened, to become awakened, to evolve, to heal, it has to be dramatic, it has to be traumatic, and it has to be struggle. Mm. Um, there, it, it doesn't take much looking around to find lots of examples of that. Um, a, a really easy one that is in pop culture is if you've ever seen the movie The Da Vinci Code or read the book, the um, one of the one of the bad guys in it will re repeatedly um, like put barbed wire around his thigh, or he'll whip himself as a way to quote unquote get closer to the divine. And um, I've seen that. Yes. Yeah. It's called, I believe, uh, cattails is what the, is what the practice is called. So okay. that many of those, in my opinion, this is this is this is according to me. Mm -hmm. So you're and you're all subjecting yourself to the world I live in for a few minutes. That according, according according to me, those practices are outdated. They're outmoded. Right. It is possible to with as simple a technique as breathing to have it be safe, gentle, and easy to connect to the divine, to bring home the different pieces of ourself home to our core, to heal, to evolve, to grow, to awaken, and to thrive. So we're going to come back to that karma piece. One is, I got to turn off the tower garden. Sorry. I'll keep talking. One is that 
to that there's the universal law of karma. There's also a universal law of grace. And the universal law of grace says that as grace flows, karma is mitigated. Now, I, I, I once heard grace by one of my teachers um, called unmitigated favor, meaning, or, um, meaning that we all have access to grace anytime we like. And so when we call in, that, when we activate and invoke that universal law of grace, which is our birthright as divine humans, we can mitigate the karma. Oh, we have callers with questions. Very cool. We can then mitigate the karma. So what I'm going to do is um, energetically through, through the screen, I'm going to give you all, I'm going to deal out some grace cards. So I like to think of them like playing cards. So whenever I need to put grace on myself or anything else, I can just throw a grace card. And what's cool is that anytime I throw one, I get 10 of them back. So they just exponentially amplify. So um, let's take some questions. This is fun. Yeah, it is fun. And I, I, and I, I think you're asking about the grace card. You've taught me that before. So uh, and, and, and one, definitely one of my teachers. So <laughs> oftentimes we'll perceive something, we'll witness something, and it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Or we're supposed to do with my feelings. And sometimes it's just the universe using us as a physical focus point to bring in more grace. And that's all my responsibility is. Now, one of the aspects of ma self-mastery is knowing when is it my responsibility to do more and when is it my, when is throwing grace exactly what I'm supposed to do. Um, but let's take questions before we go any deeper down these rabbit holes. Cause. Okay. So we but, have the first caller is uh, number three, one, two, six, seven, one. So we're going to bring you on and then seven, seven, three, two, two, one. You're right after them. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. Good morning. You are here on self cell care. Uh, the female solution blog Talk yeah. radio. Good morning. What's your name and where are you calling from? Good morning. My name is Minister Robert Floyd Crump Foundation, and I'm calling from uh, 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 South Loop, Chicago. Thank you very much for asking. And I just want to share with you, uh, we like to say uh, a way on y'all in reflection of Mama D. Love, uh, that is also one of the personalities it comes on uh, this fourth uh, uh, Saturday of each month with the female solution. And good morning to you too, beloved. How you feel today? We're, I'm good, Dr. Nate. How are you? I'm doing really well. I don't know if you were calling me beloved, but if so, thank you. <laughs> I don't know who was the beloved, but yes. And, um, and thank this you for is, mentioning about um, Mama AZ. Minister Robert. Yes, Minister uh, Robert Floyd Cole Plump. Uh, and I just wanted to invite uh, uh, you and the Female Solution to uh, our every Sunday meeting at the National Black Wall Street, Chicago, 4655 South Dr. Malika King Jr. Drive, room 203. And that's every uh, Sunday from 2.30 to 4.30. And every Tuesday, we'll be there tonight at uh, 4655 South Dr. King Drive, room 203. And you and you were welcome to be our special guest. We're going to be sharing success, breed success. 
we have jobs or businesses. And for more information, brothers and sisters, can go to www.theherowashingtonfoundation.net or call Minister Trump at 312-671-2773. And I just want to share that with you in the community. And the female solution is always number one to meet in Chicago. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate your call. Did you have a question for Dr. Nate? Did you have a question for Dr. Nate? Yes. Uh, I would like to know uh, if he could uh, uh, contact me with uh, Plump Music 277 at gmail.com. And uh, I'll discuss it. I'll discuss it offline. Okay. Thank you. Thank Thank you. And if you want to make a comment in the thread or send a direct message to Susan Essentials, or Innate Life uh, Chiropractic, you can send an instant message uh, there where you can share that information so we have a way to connect, okay? Yes, because our wealth is our health, and we want to be correct and exact on that. And uh, say, uh, like Les Brown, say, have a pleasingly prompt day. And uh, I'm there, have Washington sign anyway. All right. Have a best day. You too. Have a great day. We love you. Sending love your way. Okay, so we are bringing on the next caller, 773-221. Yes, thank you. Um, I think that practice is called flagellation. Uh, The the movie that uh, features uh, the Vatican and that. Um, You know, I... um, contend that it's all about spiritual warfare. I contend that uh, in the Baha'i right, it says that um, there are two forces in the universe, one divine, the other satanic, and that's akin to the whole concept of yin and yang and the duality of nature. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say um, the, the, the more damage that we do to, shall we say, uh, satanic forces, uh, the more resistance from those satanic forces we should expect or anticipate and be prepared for. And that's how I see the world. Do you have a question that I can, we can dive into this a little bit? Because I'm game if you are. Do you um, have a website or contact information? I could uh, send you some information you might find enlightening and encouraging. Sure. Uh, you can send it to um, innatelifechiro at gmail.com. And um, I apologize, uh, sir, what was your name? Andrew Nelson. Um, so as Mr. Nelson. Good morning. Sorry? Yes, Grand Rising Sister. As, as, so as, as, well, I was going to say, as, as you were, were saying that, um, one of the unique aspects of being human, it's, it makes us different than a lot of other um, creations out there, is that we live in a world of duality. And the challenging part of that, and, and I, I love the Dalai Lama's quote, which again, I'm probably paraphrasing, which is that you have to learn the rules of the game so you can, learn to, so you can break them effectively. 
So there is a, a, a duality that we play in of light and dark, right and wrong, hot and cold, r- right and left. And the tricky part of this is that it can be very easy to only want to focus on the light aspect of things. However, well, part of which is part of which is that that's uh, between science and mysticism. Science hangs out on the light side, and mysticism hangs out on the shadow side. It's, again, it's not technically true, but it's also the game we're playing. And when that happens, when we only focus on the light, it is part of why people who are attracted, many people who are attracted to um, spiritual avenues of healing and awakening, can sometimes find it very struggling, or all, or even get injured or sick, is because we don't do our own shadow work. Meaning. Jody, you okay if I get into shadow work for a minute? I would love for you to get in shadow work. We're going to go to commercial in a couple minutes. So while you're explaining that, I'm going to start pulling them up. All right, cool. I will do the couple minute version of shadow work, which is that when we experience light, when we experience divine presence, when we experience a quickening of energy in ourselves, when pieces of ourselves start to come home, when we experience the Holy Spirit, whatever verbiage you would prefer, light comes into our being. That then flushes up our shadow, meaning the concepts, belief systems, and thought forms that we carry around about how life is, who we are, how we behave, how we interact. And just like we have a circulatory system and a respiratory system, we have belief systems. And they're as powerful, if not more so, than than the physical ones. And so light comes in. It flushes up the shadow. The shadow is then available for us to process, to integrate, to heal. In other words, we bring home the disassociated pieces of ourselves. We can rewrite those belief systems and make a different choice. When that happens, we expand. So we can hold more light. More light comes in. It flushes up more shadow. And the process just repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats. Rinse and repeat. That's what I just, I'm not a fan of the rinse and repeat. Can we just rinse it? Well, <laughs> because really, that's my question. Can we just rinse and stop with the repeat? <laughs> well, well, here, here, the entire process of becoming enlightened is bringing home all of those di- different disassociated pieces of ourselves and dealing with all of our shadow. So, um, I get this question a lot, not with that verbiage, but I like it, which is essentially, can I just do it all at once? And if you were to bring home to do all of that at once, you'd go crazy. The the best example that everyone pretty much knows is um, I'm going to talk about Jesus for a second. I'm going to talk about the the dude Um, that he was studying. He was meditating. He was praying. He was doing so much stuff. And then he went into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights and dealt with his own inner shadow. And when he came back, he, his field was a mile wide in every direction. And that he was just carrying such a light and a voltage and a frequency as we've discussed um, that everyone looked at him like, Oh my gosh, it's the Messiah. Um, a lot of my understanding of that moment does come from Jesus Christ Superstar. So my apologies if I'm a little off for any or any biblical scholars that are listening. I will absolutely defer to your no, for biblical uh, scholars that are listening. This is where you throw the grace card. Yes. <laughs> See, this is a prime example. Um, what you're saying. Sorry. There's a, there's a concept called spiritual jurisdiction. It has to do with the hierarchy of angelic and demonic beings and technically a demon is an angel yeah. like lucifer being a fallen angel for example so i um yes sir i mean even rights activists i'm also an animal rights activist 
And I can speak in a completely secular way and a very um, religious way that, uh, you know, I'm uh, probably the spiritual alter ego of uh, Dr. Malachi Brandon Martin, SJ, Jesuit priest and formerly the world's foremost exorcist. And uh, I don't mention that very often, but I'm just saying that for the record now to put Satan and his minions on, uh, on, um, well, I think the correct word, I don't want to say the wrong word, on notice. On notice, I like it. <laughs> um, there is no wrong, right? So you just, you know, you're, you're trying to articulate what, you know, your thoughts. So go, go for it. Have freedom. Well, you know, Pope uh, Benedict XVI um, eschewed what is called moral relativism. He said that's the, the biggest threat to the church. So I'm not a moral relativist. I uh, believe that there are moral absolutes. And, um, you know, there's a difference between um, moral relativism and uh, uh, a moralist who believes in maybe absolutism. And just on the note of the different hierarchies, a teaching that I received a long time ago that I really enjoy that is, I think, applicable, and then, we'll, and then I think we have to take a commercial break, is that everything has guidance, whether that is the different cells of our body, whether that is um, our professional careers, whether it's this radio show, everything's got guidance. And so if I'm in a full-blown healing session and doing a lot of interesting work, then I've got a lot of high octane company guiding and supporting and, and helping me. And if this, to anyone listening, if this isn't, you know, if this doesn't work for you, then cool. Hit delete. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, like I'm cool with that. I don't need you to believe. I don't want you to, I don't want anyone listening to believe anything I say. We all have an internal truthometer. Let it resonate with that or not. And I'm cool either way. And what, so if everything has guidance, what do you guys think guides cancer or ra or lupus or war like there is different guidance that occurs for each of these and sometimes and so the guidance that can occur from the dark end of the for the dark end of the spectrum in that instance that's serving a purpose for the whatever process is going on so it's a matter of changing the guidance changing the belief systems that caused it and allowing the physiology then to have the opportunity to heal because life does know. I always sound like Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park when I say this. Life knows what it's doing. Life will find a way. And it's a there's a lot of different components to it, um, some of which I actively talk about and some of which I rarely talk about. So this was fun. So, um, sir, thank you so much for calling in and for the questions and for the wisdom. And I'm fairly confident J Jody's giving me the eyes that I think we need to take a commercial break. Am I correct? No, I'm listening intently. Well, I, okay. I was missing the eyes. Victory. No, so that was me listening, connecting to God. The you know that's that's that eye, and I don't even see it, right? Like, uh, yeah. oh, um, but we probably should go to commercial break real quick. We're nine minutes behind, so let me just do that real quick. Um, this is a couple commercials. I'm Beata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your. We are definitely having technological. Think deeply in stressful moments. 
Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling disciplined in when you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com, where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viata. Well, we'll see if we get this to go. Um, it's been circling for about five minutes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe that was the look you saw on my face. Hmm. Uh, let's see if this goes. And maybe not. So we're just, gonna, that. we're just gonna get this one to go instead. Share a thought. Do you worry about finances, family, health, job? relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code, the female solution, and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit ZeldaSpeaks.com. Hi, I'm Jody Susan, Susan Essentials. I started Susan Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over-medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yes, I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy-based healing. It was amazing. At Tucson Essentials, we support both consumers and businesses, and we do that with helping your employees or yourself with a food-as-medicine mindset. How Tucson Essentials supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food-as-medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health, how to support their emotional well-being. And we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. Okay, we are back with Dr. Nate, and we want to shift our conversation to how, you know, so Dr. Nate's a, a fantastic chiropractor, and... There seems to be some background noise. I don't know if it's on my part or hmm. do you, Doctor? Can you mute yourself just for the moment? Okay. No, so it's on my side. You can go ahead and unmute. Okay. So we're going to talk about how chiropractic 
can assist in the healing process. And, and this is really, I'm a, you know, I'm a big fan of chiropractic. My uh, older brother was a chiropractor for many years. Um, and I want to say that the body really doesn't heal unless the spine is aligned. So, but Dr. Nate, since you studied this, how about you take it from here? Sounds good. Um, and, and this will tie back into our conversation of um, resolution of the karma and of changing the way we operate and cultivating more trust. It all is going to come full circle. I just haven't figured out how yet. So uh, ride with us. Um, so I like to keep things uber simple. I am more than happy if Jody wants. I can get more into the neurology, physiology of it. But I like to keep it really simple, which is that the body knows what it's doing. And for everyone listening, if you've ever known someone who has broken an arm or a leg, it doesn't matter if you go to Harvard Med, Mayo Clinic, um, you know, Northwestern, Northwestern University Medical Center, the best hospitals around, they are going to do pretty much the same thing. They're going to make sure the bones lined up properly, put in a cast, and then they're going to trust that the body knows how to put it back together. The other example I have of this is anyone listening, if you've either been pregnant, know someone who's been pregnant, or are the result of pregnancy, you are a living example of how amazing the body is because right. no one ever taught your mother or any mothers that you know, it's funny that we're doing this right after Mother's Day, um, any mother... No one taught any mother how to build a baby. Now, there are, that's not to say there aren't classes of how to make it easier. There aren't classes on how to make sure everything's in the right position. And there aren't classes about how to facilitate an easier birth. But in terms of the actual growing of the baby, everybody just knows, yep, yeah, the, mom, the mom's body knows what to do. And also, usually for the first month, you don't even know that you're pregnant for the first couple of weeks at least. And so... You might do some odd things that chemically might not be great for a growing baby, but your body figures it out anyway. So it's not hard to, and you know, you're not thinking about how you're digesting the coffee or the bagel you ate this morning. There's a lot, there's so many things that. How did you know I had a bagel this morning? You, you were talking to me, so I just figured odds are you're having a bagel. Um, <laughs> and so the body really knows what it's doing. So the body's really smart. That's that's part. Number part B is that life can be stressful at times. It can throw us massive amounts of curveballs. It can it will throw us it will have traumas, will have injuries. Some of that's emotional, mental, physical, chemical, or what I'm going to loosely term a spiritual level of trauma. If you would like an example of this, I refer you to 2020. <laughs> I was talking to one of my teachers who is a master chiropractor. She's one of my uh, shamanic teachers, one of my energetic teachers. She's just an amazing soul. And she's been in practice for 40 years. And she described 2020 as a combination of the AIDS epidemic, 9-11, the stock market crash, and the, and, uh, like the, the Gulf War all kind of lumped and mixed and thrown into one. So, um, there, there's, there was really no way of getting out of last year without some level of stress. I'm confident even the Dalai Lama had some stress last year. The difference is he has a lot of strategies to get himself back into an, an adaptive healing state. So part one, the body's really smart. Part two, life can throw us out of balance. Part three is that chiropractic was brought here 
to assist in bringing the body back into balance, to allow a greater level of harmony, to allow the body to actually to facilitate the body's own healing abilities and potential to actually express itself. Um, to bring it back into our conversation of the shadow processing and the sort of karmic resolution, there are sacred energy channels that run up and down the spine. If you've ever um, know, done yoga, you're familiar with them because they reference them in yoga constantly. Um, and at the very tip of our coccyx, at the tip of our tailbone, there is a sacred energy called Shakti. And it's part of Kundalini rising, if you've ever heard that expression. and what happens is as we go through our own healing and awakening process, that energy rises up the spine, rising through the chakras. So starting at the root chakra, the, then the sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, um, ajna, and then the crown. And just for the record, that's just the um, order of chakras that I utilize. There's many different teachings. So if you're familiar with another teaching, no worries. It's a matter of perspective. So as this energy rises up the spine, if it hits, if there's shadow at any of the different chakras of our of our being, so the first chakra deals with self, um, safety, food, housing, things like that. Foundation, right? Foundation. Yes, yeah. the roots. Um, that's why in Western culture called the root chakra. And what will happen is that shadow will then get flushed, and then chiropractic will the chiropractic adjustment is designed to help facilitate the resolution of that sh resolution of that karma resolution of that shadow so so chiropractic is a light delivery system to allow greater processing for the shadow we carry around and then what happens is kundalini continues to rise continues to rise up and down our spine up and down our spine when it comes up into the crown chakra and it hits the different glands of our head it showers it showers back down like a waterfall of divine potential and energy. And then that continues the process, it continues the process and continues the process. And so from a metaphysical standpoint, chiropractic was brought to humanity to help facilitate our healing, our evolution and our awakening. And when I say awaken, I, awakening, I, I specifically referring to awakening to the, our nature as both divine humans and human divines, meaning that we have these finite components of ourselves and these infinite components of ourselves. Combined with, as the chiropractic adjusting process continues, our neurology and our physiology is able to let go of the traumas that it's been carrying around. There's a brilliant book entitled The Body Keeps the Score, meaning that our body remembers everything we've ever done. It remembers every, every stress, trauma, and injury that we never moved through or let go. And the way I like to describe it is the body keeps the score. The body always wins sooner or later. And so if life is continuing to get more and more stressful and the body is continuing to be pulled out of balance, it will not take an exceptionally long amount of time before the body goes, we have run through every strategy we've got. We have done everything we can to try and figure out how to navigate this weird world. So I'm going to send 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 my, my operator some uh, signals to get me help, usually showing up as pain or discomfort. Now, occasionally, now the warning signs ahead of time are a decrease in energy, a decrease in focus, not, not being able to sleep really well, whether that's sleeping for very long, falling asleep, or waking up rested. Digestion will start to plummet. Our immune system will plummet because when our neurology and physiology is under stress, it will dedicate more of its resources, meaning its neurological focus 
and its blood flow and nutrient delivery to the big muscles, the eyes, the ears, the lungs, and the heart. Because if, if we're under stress, it's a survival response. So if I've got to run away from a bear, it wants to make sure I can do that. It doesn't matter that I can that I can digest the bagel that I ate this morning. It doesn't matter that I can fight off a bacteria. It doesn't matter that I can reproduce. It wants to make sure I can survive. This was a brilliant system designed for short-term use. In nature, you will see animals be able to un get themselves out of this state through breath, movement, and sound. Through what movement and sound? Breath, breath. movement. Sound okay. now. The, now, if, you, if everyone, anyone owns a cat, you've witnessed it constantly. Now, the thing is, from the age of five, we're essentially told to sit down, shut up, and don't ever move again. You know, this is not self-expression time. This is math time. And yes, we need to learn math. And oftentimes, we never relearn or remember how to naturally unwind things. So, part of the way that I serve people is using gentle adjusting to help cue the brain in and the body into where the tension is hiding, twisting, and torquing. So, torquing, not twerking for anyone listening. Torquing <laughs> out of balance. And then the body will naturally then start to use breath movement or sound to unwind the tension. And then if I need to do anything, adjusting the bones into a better alignment and getting you back into center, it can be done so easily and gently. Again, I'm all about the safe, gentle, and easy route of things. And this is why, and what I'm describing is also why so many people are starting to bring, continue and bring in their kids into chiropractor's offices. Because the kids being born now are coming in at a much higher level of sensitivity and awareness and consciousness than when I was born, than when Jody was born and the generations prior. Because of the quickening of energy that has occurred on the planet in the past 50 years. What is that? Because I don't really understand that. I know that it's, I intuitively understand that to be true, but I don't really like understand. We're going to get, we're need, for me to answer your question, we're going to need to get a little cosmological. Are you cool with that? Yeah. So, so we are all like the whole team is this and anybody who calls in pretty much already knows that this is where we're at. Yeah. Right. Go, go, go. This is that you're in, you're with your tribe. I'm, I'm, I'm with, I'm with the people. So yeah. Um, there's a couple of different answers to it. Number one is, let's start here. Our earth revolves around the sun. It is a brilliant um, example of the law of the universal law of equalities, which is that it establishes as above, so below, as within, so without. So we've got in our at in the atoms of our being, there are there's a nucleus which has neutrons and protons and electrons circling around it. Really they pop in and out of reality in different clouds, but for the sake of this story, they're orbiting around it, which is what everyone learned in school. Sure. At a grander scale, our moon revolves around our Earth, our Earth revolves around our sun. I, I, hopefully it's not too outlandish for me to suggest that the sun is not stationary, it also moves. So our sun is in a orbit around a central sun. The name of the sun is called Alcyon. It takes, let me make sure I get the math right, 26,000 years to get from point from one point in our orbit back around to the same point of our solar system moving around the central sun. Okay. Me on that so far. Yep. Okay. So we're going, hang on, where was my camera? We're going around this way. Mm -hmm. With me on that? So that's our solar system moving around through space. 
Is it that's counterclockwise? Is that right? Uh, I'm I'm honestly not sure whether it's clockwise or counterclockwise. I was just moving my. Oh, got it. We're just using it as a demo. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Coming this way in our orbit, coming vertically around like a big ellipsis, is a what's called the photon belt. It's also known as the golden nebula. So if you want, you can look up golden nebula or photon belt. You'll find images of it. Um, and, you know, anyone can. Um, don't worry about it right now. Just mm -hmm. but it's red for people. Perfect. Yeah. So it's going this way. To get from one side of the photon belt to move through to the other side takes 2,000 years. It's a long time. I don't think I have that kind of time. Well, it depends on depends on whether or not you want you believe in multiple lifetimes. Um, I do. So, and we actually the team does, but go ahead. <laughs> all right. So, and again, if, in, if anything I'm saying doesn't resonate with you, it's a fun story I'm saying. So anyway, our Earth's going around this way. Okay. In the... 1960s-ish, our solar system started to get into that golden nebula. And Mars start, actually got into the golden nebula and would come out. It's just the way that our orbits work. So the thing about the 1960s and when Mars hit it, that was the first time in human history people said, we want to make love, not war. Stop, stop war. We're done with war. We want peace. That has never been really said prior to the 1960s. War yeah, was yeah, and what was happening was Mars, which is the governing body for war and aggression, hit the photon belt. So all the shadow was up in our face around it, and so we started processing it. Now, admittedly, we had an intense shadow dance where we dishonored the soldiers who were coming back, especially from Vietnam. So that was an unconscious effect of it. So if, if, if any of you, if anyone listening was a Vietnam vet who faced that type of hostility, real, I also realized that I wasn't around at the time in this body. However, um, please accept my apologies on, on behalf of everyone who was. Right. And, and, and know that the gift that you, gift of freedom mm -hmm. that you gave this world mm -hmm. uh, is priceless. So Mars started to hit with me so far. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. Mars, yep. Yeah. Now, you and your viewers may recall that back in the um, early 2000s, people were really worried about the Mayan apocalypse, meaning that the Mayan calendar was ending in 2012. You recall this a little bit? Yeah, I totally remember that. It was a really funny disaster movie with John Cusack all about it. Um, what was now the now the reason I know this is the shamanic um, work, the shamanic healing arts that I do are Mayan in origin. The Mayan calendar, they didn't stop the calendar because they thought the world was going to end. They knew that it was things were about to shift, and they didn't know what was going to happen next. So bear, hold, hold that thought for a second. Mm -hmm. so, oh, I'm not, my, my, my jaws just dropping for the people who are listening. <laughs> so, those, those viewers who, who were adults at the time may remember what's called the Harmonic Convergence, which was in which was in 1987. It was August 15th, 16th, and 17th of 1987. That was when our Earth, our planet, hit the Golden Nebula for the first time. And when we're in the Golden Nebula, we are being bombarded with photons. We're being bombarded with light 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. But we weren't fully in it yet. We, our orbit was taking us in and out of it, in and out of it, in and out of it. 
hold that thought for a second. In 1987, the, the Schumann factor started to rise. The Schumann factor is a frequency, is the base frequency of the Earth, and it oscillates a little bit, but primarily it was hanging in around eight point something, 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 something. Right. The, this ratio, pardon me, this Schumann factor, as it rises up and down, will follow the golden ratio, which is zero and one is one, one and one is two, one and two is three, two and three is five. Five and three is eight. Eight and five is thirteen, et cetera, et cetera. Thirteen and eight is twenty-one. It is the ratio of how nature is set up. If you ever look at a nautilus shell, or look at trees, it, or look at um, the Vitruvian Man, the Da Vinci. Um, I'm keeping back to Da Vinci, the Da Vinci um, depiction of man. It's the ratio of this part of our finger to this part of our finger to this part of our finger to this part of our finger. So and so on and so on and so on. In 1987, when the uh, harmonic convergence occurred and when our Earth started to hit the Golden Nebula, the Schumann factor, the base frequency of Earth, started to rise. It took until 2012 for the, fa for the Schumann factor, for that base frequency, to essentially stabilize at 13. Now, at a frequency of 13, things like war, scarcity, poverty, hatred, they don't, they can't, they're not sustainable. Oh, they're and not? They're not sustainable, which is why in the past, which is why in the past 20-ish years, it has felt like the entire world is going nuts. Whether that is the housing crisis, the banking crisis, the political system, the health industry, it feels like it's all going to hell in a handbasket sometimes. Yes. And what's happening is the shadow is being flushed up so that way we can actually process it. We are doing a global shadow dance. That was a big part of what last year was. It was we were all forced to go inward. We were all forced to sit and be still. And when that happened, we allowed we were allowed to take we were allowed to take inventory. We were allowed to see what part of our life is working and what isn't. What part of our society is working and what isn't. What do we want to create? And it was also a it was the great amplifier. So that was. Um because uh, the planet Jupiter was doing not, things. Yeah, doing its thing. Like I'm not an astrologer, but Jupiter's a planet of expansion. And so it was very prominent last year. Yes. And so what was happening was we all were given the opportunity to really do a lot of our own inner inner mastery. And that's part of why, because it was amplifying, whether if you were if you had a lack of trust in your body, if you had a lack of um love for your body if you had any sort of um unresolved issue about your health boy did that get flushed up if you were more consciously aware of the need for great a greater level of um justice in the society we live in that got amplified if you were um if if it was unresolved issues about business or you know whatever it is it all got amplified last year that's the shadow dance i'm i'm referring to and it was last year if it were not for the horrible loss of life and the and the extreme struggle that people were having with especially with either their health or their finances as a result of it, there there are a lot of divine gifts that occurred last year. This is not to negate the horrible loss of life and everything else that went along with it. It is also to say that there were gifts available, and that's tricky part is how again back to our conversation about clarity. 
getting really clear about yourself and what kind of life do you want to lead. I know several people who chose to make career changes because they're like, I do not just want to go back to a company that like, I want to figure out what do I really want to do in my life? Or you know what? I'm going to change the way I'm living so I can be a better partner, a better husband, a better wife, a better father, a better mother, a better whatever, whatever, whatever. That was the, that was the gift of last year. Again, not to negate all of the struggles. We'll come back to the gift in a minute so I can just run a quick commercial. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and, it be, and as I'm pulling this up, I, I want to just say, you know, to, uh, to um, validate, not that he actually needs validation, uh, <laughs> but um, to validate what Dr. Nate is saying, there's always a silver lining. It's whether or not you choose to look at that silver lining, you know, like that. Um, Cause everything, life is full of struggles for sure. Um, let me just see if we can find this. Hi, I'm Jody Susan, Susan Essentials. I started Susan Essentials in 2015 because of a personal health journey. I was over medicated and put on 19 different medications. And yes, I reversed all my chronic diseases using plant and energy-based healing. It was amazing. At Tucson Essentials, we support both consumers and businesses. And we do that with helping your employees or yourself with a food as medicine mindset. How Tucson Essentials supports businesses and consumers is we teach people about a food as medicine mindset. So we support people on how to support their own immune system, how to support their brain health, how to support their emotional well-being. And we do that all with plant and an energy-based healing. All right. So we got uh, one more commercial here. And uh, let's see. Here we go. The place of peace pop pop up is a multimodal approach that helps your body feel balanced, centered, and rejuvenated in 20 minutes or less using sound frequency, BEMF technology, aromatherapy, salt therapy, and healing music. This aligns you with the heartbeat of the universe heightens perception, and increases mental clarity to give you what you need to take on the day. We pop up at your office, your event, retreat, or you can come to our office. So we are, ooh, maybe I should not show that screen. <laughs> You're sitting behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, so so we, we got on this subject because you asked about the kids and the quickening of energy on the planet. Yeah. All right. Because I just want to close out that thought because otherwise it's going to nag at me. Um, <laughs> no, I thank you for, for bringing us back because I don't I, yeah. Yeah, we'll go down some rabbit holes, but we'll usually get back to ground level. Um, yeah. That 
So a lot of the kids at a soul level were waiting for this type of environment to come into where they were waiting for a long time to be able to come in when the earth was at this point in its evolution. We're making, we're making really big shifts and the, um, best word I have for it is that the, what I've been told is that we're getting ready for thousands of years of peace. However, we got to deal with all the junk we've been dealing, we've been carrying around for a while. And so these kids were coming in to either assist with that, or they were waiting for this time. The challenge is, um, just like many of us, as we, um, took birth and, uh, came into form, uh, we forgot how intense it was to be human. We've got a lot of stuff to deal with. We've got physicality, emotionality, duality, destiny, free will, our egos. We've got a lot of things to play with around here. And combined with, in my opinion, the world is getting continually more stressful and more toxic. And so the nerve system is how we look, it's how we deal with all of that. And so when, as kids are being born and as kids are growing, it's so much bombardment for their nerve system that, again, it pulls them out of balance. And which is part of why we've been seeing an incredible rise in things like ADD, ADHD, autism, uh, sensory processing disorders, um, asthma, allergies, and things that don't start with A. Digestive issues for kids are so rampant, and not to say that don't all these don't have multi factors. There's the stress of things. There's the birth process. There's environmental toxins. There's genetic component. There, there's a lot of components of it. Um, the, the environmental toxins are a huge contributing factor to all the A's: the ADD, the ADHD, the Alzheimer's, the autism. The alphabet um, soup that we all deal with. What? The alphabet soup. Right. And actually, you know, from a nutritional standpoint, I'll just kind of insert this from a nutritional standpoint. Um, I've been working with some people we have, and this is not an MLM. This is not a big company. It's a farmer. <laughs> we found a plant that will neutralize or allow the body. So, you know, your name is Nate, right? Pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure. And I think it's interesting that, you know, innate system, you know, like that, right? Like the body, how innately knows what to do. Like you innately know what to do. I just thought that just plug that in there. Um, but the um, the farmer has a plant um, that relaxes the body in a way that it innately knows how to release all the toxins that we've had since we were a baby. Like all those. Mm. It's um, amazing. Um, not going to name it now because we actually have it in the hands of a neuroscientist out in California, but I'm telling you, it's going to shift the trajectory. Susan Essentials, making moves, making moves. <laughs> well, you know, here's the thing. Um, um, I have also seen what you've talked about as a, I'm a clairvoyant and a claircognizant and um, I have seen peace. Like our future has peace. Our future, it's like a nirvana. Um, it's blissful. Just in case anyone is unclear about the terms that Jody just used, knowing your audience, probably not, but just in case, clairvoyant and claircognizant refer to perception beyond our five physical senses. And in her case, she's referring to being able to 
um, have a direct into she's referring to intuition and to being able to energetically perceive in a way that equates to our physical sight. Because um, my truth is that all of us are extremely perceptive. It's just a matter of how aware we are, are of it, how well we know how to drive it rather than letting it drive us, and how well we've allowed that part of ourselves to come out to play combined with how much it was invalidated when we were children and how much work we've done to how much we've excavated those skills. Cause we, we all, we've all got it. And you know, it doesn't take much to be able to walk into a room with someone you're intimately connected with and know instantaneously you feel what they feel or you instantaneously know what's going on, what's going on with them or that they've had a crappy day. Even if you can't see their face, you know, my mom does it to me all the time. Moms and children do it to each other, do it with each other constantly. So it's just a matter of how well and how much you've um, excavated those skills and developed those skills. So that's what she was referring to, just in case anyone was um, Thank you. unclear on that. Thank you. Again, that value of clarity I have. Well, and I think clarity, and I, you know, let's go back to that for a moment and maybe for longer than that. Because, <laughs> uh, um, you're right. I, I've always been about foundation mm. and having certainty. And so, you know, 2020 brought all uncertainty. So the question is, how can you focus on what you can control and provide clarity about what you're about mm. and what makes you tick so that you don't have to rely on anybody but you for your foundation? And I don't mean like, you know, don't worry about other people. Well, no, no, no. I, 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 how do you go how do you go within and really do it you know work it yourself um not 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 ignoring people um right right Thank um you. you know what was interesting because i was this was you know a big thing last year and 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 just to be clear everything is always shifting and changing it's just how last year it just got really amplified um the, and the reason I say, and if you are the kind of person who every time we say certainty isn't great, here's why I'm saying this. I'm, I'm doing my, I'll do my best to always give people the why, which is that certainty is a very mental process, meaning that from a, from the using just the logic and the intellect, looking at everything and determining this is always true. I am certain of it. Where if you if you were to ask, go to a Nobel Prize winning scientist. Who, let's say you found a Nobel Prize winning scientist who won the award five years ago. He said, hey, what do you study? And they say, I study X, Y, and Z. What did you think about that five years ago? They would say, oh my gosh, it is so funny what we used to think about it. Now here's our new understanding. So the reason I, I say clarity is it allows you to bring in your intellect and your logic and your history and blend it with intuition and gut feelings and instincts and emotions and really bring into the core and to the bigger aspects of who you are. Um, in answer to Jody's question, sorry, sometimes I, I go down rabbit holes. Hopefully they're, hopefully they're entertaining rides. Um, one of the, you know, the unique things that one of the funny places I got this lesson from was a movie called Jojo Rabbit which is a mildly surreal, um, surrealist um, movie by Taika Watiti that came out a couple of years ago. Um, now bear with me on this. The premise of the movie is that um, it takes place in World War II in Germany, and a 10-year-old boy um, has an imaginary friend. It's his, his imaginary friend is a what a child in the Hitler youth would think of as Hitler. It's Hitler. 
played by a Polynesian Jew, which I find just so beautiful. Um, and it's a complete satire of things. And then he finds out that his mom is a hiding a young a Jewish teenager in the walls of their house. And so it's this whole journey that he goes on of letting go of prejudice and indoctrination and um, finding much, much out a lot more about how things work. So um, it, I love it for a couple reasons. One, it shows that anyone can change, um, and especially that prejudice is, is a learned trait. Combined with, there's a, a line in the movie where one of the characters looks at themselves and say, today, just do what you can. And so... It's, it's, it's very common, especially with people struggling with addiction, is the mantra is one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time, just for today, just for today, or moment by moment, moment by moment. And one of the only things that we can control is our focus. And so, and now keep in mind, I work with the master control system of the body. I work with the brain, the spinal cord, the nerves, and the vertebra. I am a control freak. I just found a place to put it in my life. Um, well, okay, I'm just... I'm so sorry. I am so, so there, right? <laughs> like I am, um, and I don't know if you know, I'm, I'm studying brain health, like getting okay. certified in, cool. as a brain coach. And um, the brain controls every organ, tissue and cell in the body through the spine. So like, you know, and like the other thing that you can do is nutrition. So like, I'm all about controlling the flipping body, right? <laughs> At least influence it the best that I can. Right. And, 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 and the, the, Again, it's everything's a matter of degrees and it's a matter of perspective. And so the, the funny part is, as much as I'm the control freak and I work with the master control system of the body, I'm very well aware that I do not know one-tenth, one-one-hundredth of how complex the body is and how to run it. So uh -huh. part of it is, part of the process that I go through with people is helping them get much more aware and able to listen to their body. Because... The body's always talking to us. It's just a matter of whether it's whispering and we listen to the whispers or whether it's shouting at us in Russian or so some. Can, I, can I pause you for a moment? Please. Because, you know, I've been talking to a few people about this. Mm. If your engine light's going on, stop putting a post-it note over the light, right? Because it is talking to you. Well, and, and to me, it, it is... There's a value in, be, in being able to know how to, to be able to numb things when appropriate. So it's a matter of doing, being in conscious, to be able to numb when appropriate, to be conscious and conscientious about things. So yeah, the way I like to view it is sort of a ladder of things. And you know, rung, rung one on the ladder is suffering. Rung two is what I lovingly call polarity. You know what? Um, Sorry, say that again? Okay, we're having we're having technology issues for a moment here. So you said um, start with number one on the list because you cut out, and I think this is too important. We don't want to miss. Okay, can, so, can you hear me? Okay? If you don't mind, uh, I, I don't mind at all. Can you hear me? Okay, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So rung yes. one is, okay. and this comes, this comes from um, uh, the teachings of Donnie Epstein and and my coach Pam Garbo, which is that um, rung one suffering. We're all pretty familiar with that. Second on the list is polarity, which is where I call it roller coastering, where good days, bad days, good days, bad days, good days, bad days. Sometimes things are going great. Sometimes things are going crappy. And that can be minute by minute, day by day, et cetera, et cetera. Rung two or rung three is where you feel really stuck, where you feel like you plateaued. Like you're doing all the right things, but you haven't really seen all the great benefits of it yet. 
what happens is usually when if someone's gone from suffering to polarity to feeling stuck, they get discouraged here, stop doing whatever got them here, and then jump back down, and it's just an oscillation. Hanging with it long enough, you eventually get into the place where you reclaim your, you get into the next part, which is reclaiming your own power, reclaiming your ability to change things, and you start being preventative. Preventative is where you're still focusing what you're on what you're against. I don't want that. I don't want that disease. I don't want that condition. I don't want that mindset. It's very it's it's preventative and mildly reactive. Next, you get to proactivity, where I'm I'm going to be proactive and I'm going to do this because it's three callers with questions. All right. So um, the fact that you're able to like boom boom boom, you catch like whatever like yeah. yeah. My mind's all got all kinds of cul-de-sacs and turnarounds. Um, um, so you've got the, um, uh, where were we? Proactive. So it's proactive. Being, being proactive. I'm going to do this because it makes my body work better. I'm going to do this because it makes my body function better. Then you get into the level where if it's more of a conceptual level of understanding where it's like, oh yeah, I read that guy, Derek Chopper one time. And I listened to his, him talk on Oprah Super Soul Sunday. Where I love, I love that, uh, Bernie Brown, Bernie Brown person. Like she's lovely. And those are some cool ideas and some good concepts. I like it. And then you get above that into where you start to live from it. Then you get to the point where you're embodying it. And then you get to the place of where you're just sort of one with it all. Now, way down here, if someone is, if, if everything I'm describing up at that top part of that ladder, and by the way, we oscillate and jump up and down all the time. That's, you know, so if you, if you have, don't worry. It's not like you get up here, like, you know, you get enlightened. You still have to make, you know, change the baby's diaper, do your laundry and make lunch. So you have all these things if you've only ever known the suffering polarity and feeling stuck then the stage zero this comes from the book the 12 stages of healing by the way 12 stages of healing okay it's, it's sort of my street smart version of it okay if you get down to stages if you've only ever known suffering and polarity and feeling stuck then zero wrong looks really great which is numb it's it's intentionally finding ways to numb yourself, and that can be something with something addictive, whether it's um, drugs, alcohol, um, pornography, sex. Um, technology, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, being on your phone and playing Candy Crush for fourteen hours a day, whether that's World of Warcraft. You know, medicated with seventeen drugs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. people do food, and now keep in mind, there's a there's a big difference between being addicted to being being stuck in numb and having comfort so you know a piece of chalk a piece of chocolate can be so comforting at the end of, of a really challenging day with a lot of things going on eating a eating the entire party size thing of m&ms in one sitting that's not comfort that's numbing um and so it's just a matter of being aware and being graceful with yourself and knowing okay this is where i'm starting from and part of the challenge is that to get to move up, you need to have enough energy liberated to make different choices, focus on different things, and for your physiology to help you move up. And so that's where different practices, obviously I'm a little biased towards chiropractic, can come in real handy. Breathwork is other ones, vibrational um, healing is another one, so it just depends. But let's take some questions. And um, because we're you know mildly you know getting towards the end of our second hour, um, you know, callers, if possible, um, please say your name and get right into the question for us just so that way we can make sure we get all of you. Please. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Thank you. 
right? But actually, these next two callers I know, and they definitely will get to the point. So, uh, all right, roll up the sleeves. I'm ready. Okay, so let's do uh, three one two eight four nine, and then eight four seven two two zero. You're in the queue. Okay. Yeah. How are you, Nadi? Yeah, this is our yes, executive producer. Hi there. Hi, thanks for coming on today. We're so grateful for your sharing information. And as you have stated, you know, we're, we're living in this, this duality. Uh, the way we're constantly teaching our children is so fear-based that they are succumbing to the current environment of fear of death. So my question is, what would happen if there were perhaps uh, ways to teach the current generation of children that not only is there no death, but that they're here, like this is a school, this is a temporary learning experience, and they are in fact just living one of their many multi-dimensional lives, one of their many personalities. You know, what if what if we were to make it possible to to just override all the conventional teachings? And this is one of the things that we're working on, a, a website, a, a homeschooling program that just totally refutes all of the things that they're being indoctrinated with and gives them a whole new perspective on who they are as eternal beings, having this temporary learning experience and just refuting all of these things that they're, that they're indoctrinating with. What would happen if this current generation was taught these things that just totally went contrary to religious indoctrination on fear, hell, damnation, you know, good, evil, and all those things, and just taught what we know is the reality that exists. What impact would that have if what they're what the, if they had access to that information and it refuted everything that they were being taught in the conventional schools and the conventional religions? What do you think would the impact be? Would that make them confrontative? Uh, would that make them skeptical? And at what age should we introduce that knowledge that, you know, five, maybe before they even start school or, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? Okay. Um, so, and, and, and just for the record, I'm not a child educator. So this is, I, like, I'm not a child education specialist. So this is just my opinion on things. Though I, I do live with a kindergarten teacher. Um, so <laughs> I, I really, really love your question. Um, Let's handle the logistical end of things first. Like the question, the, the there were two kind of two pieces of that. One is what can we do, and two, what would it do? So let's start with the what can we do. Um, I'm going to borrow a teaching from uh, one of my greatest mentors and friends named Wade Port. And um, you guys familiar with the eighty twenty principle? Well, that basically anything you can do will fall into the into a distribution of eighty and twenty percent. So. 80% of the people drive on drive on 20% of the roads in any given town. With me on that, does that make sense? 
Yeah. 80% of the work, any 80% of the work done in a company is usually done by about 20% of the people, you know, just, it varies, but you get, you get my point. 80% of people are not astute. 20% of people are astute. And when I say astute, I mean, I don't mean in an intellectual sense. I mean, they have a deep knowingness that we are all connected, that we come from, a, we come from the same source of oneness, love, and compassion, and that, that we are at some level create, co-creating our reality. Whether or not they can put words to it. Oh, we're, oh no, we're losing again. Oops. Okay. Okay. At some level, go ahead. Yeah, I think some, you're back. I, let's try. Let's find out. At some level, they know and have a deep knowingness that we are all connected. That there is a fabric that unites all people and all things. That we, on some level, co-create our reality. Whether or not they can put words to it or not, they have that deep knowingness. Right. The eighty percent does not have that knowingness though more and more are waking up which is fun so when most people i talk to hear that they say that's the way that's the reason that the world is the way it is because of that 80 percent who don't know that have that knowingness ah uh -uh. it's the 20 percent who aren't living from it so the one of the for the for the kids number one is they spend the first bunch of years, the first essentially 14 years learning from their parents, the first, so uh, fun teaching, parents are karmically responsible for what their kids do up to the age of 21. Not 18, 21. Legally, 18. Karmically, 21. Really? <laughs> the first seven years, the first, the first seven years, they learn primarily from the mother about how to be. Because being is a feminine characteristic in the in the world of duality. Now, uh, just for the record, this still applies to same-sex couples who have kids. So, if I say mother, think more the more feminine partner. Because most same-sex couples love one who's more a little more feminine, than one who's a little more masculine. But you get my point. So, this still applies. So I'm just using the most traditional version. Please translate it into whatever words are most appropriate for your family. So, please don't take it as I'm not meaning any offense by it. The second seven years, they learn from the masculine perspective of doing. How do I go do things in the world? So that's from seven to 14. From 14 to 21, they experiment. They play. That's why teenagers are such a hoot. So in that, and that's also when we, teenager, at the teenage, at the adolescence mark, children start to learn from their, learn how to get support from their peer group rather than just their family unit. Very frustrating for parents, very important for their development. So one of the most important things to do is that if you want to raise, if your desire is to raise children and facilitate children to rem to not have to later on in life remember their gifts, but to continuously access their potential, that spark, that light that young kids have before it's <clears throat> essentially dimmed through a education process. And I don't just mean the educational school system. I mean the indoctrination of here's how we don't know. We don't do that here. We don't say those things. We think this way. Then the most important thing is for the parents to be it and emulate it because the children will entrain to them and it will give them the structure and freedom to be able to do that. Children crave structure. Mm -hmm. And so 
giving them that and teaching them the practices that have helped you. And again, the trippy part of it is just like you said, not to not have them be religiously indoctrinated is to not really, not spiritually indoctrinate them, but to especially help because the world that we have spent, so the, the, the dimension of things that we've spent a lot of time, money and energy trying to reconnect to, they're already connected to. So I would start as soon as possible. And that also comes from be, being the most authentic and being in integrity with yourself on these things. So if, you know, cause kids are, I'm not a parent. However, I'm around enough kids and I've, I've worked with enough parents. Kids are really perceptive. And me. Yeah. And so part of it is also another teaching that I find fun is we're getting to a point where we won't be able to lie to each other, where we'll be able to know this person's lying to me and this person's not. So especially, yeah, express line. Um, so it's also a matter of not lying to your kids. This doesn't mean you tell them everything. You give them what is appropriate. So let's say you have a four-year-old, you and your partner are discussing some sort of financial issue. You come up to them, your kid comes up, mommy, are you okay? Don't say, oh yeah, I'm great. You say, you know, we're figuring this out. It's an adult problem. You don't need to worry about it, sweetie. And they go, oh, okay. But if you lie to them, you're teaching them it's okay to lie. And you're teaching them that it is they can deny truth, especially the truth that they know. So that's one, a couple of the first components. Some of the other things to do are especially teach them how to consciously grieve, which we'll get into before we end the call and uh, the show about how ways to bring in breath because it's free and you're going to do it anyway. So you might as well use it in a way that helps consciousness develop. I want to um, have you just repeat something for everybody. Mm -hmm. How are you addressing the children? This is an adult problem. Go ahead. This is an adult problem. You don't need to worry about it. We're figuring it out. Right. It, so we're giving them foundation. Yeah. We're acknowledging that it's existing, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, you're giving them calm and psychological safety that there's a conclusion in the future, right? Mm -hmm. And you're giving them the opportunity to not be responsible for your issue. Mm -hmm. And one of the other big things is um, people do this with partners and they do this with kids a lot where uh, this is a piece of the boundaries class that I teach where for a connection to occur, it's a connection uh, from your soul to their soul through the infinite incorruptible source. That's the word, I, the term I use. If you prefer the term God, rock on. Um, what happens is when we meet the other person, whether it's a romantic partner or a business partner or a child that we have, that they are so bright and so shiny, we make unconsciously them source and we try and connect only to them. And then it becomes a tug of war of energy. This is why, especially in teenage years, children will rebel against their parents, get far away from them. And sometimes parents don't get their children back until they have kids. So, and I know parents who have done the opposite, who have always remembered and connected through source to their children, that it is a divine dance of three of them. Them, the child, them, the child, and source. So it's a triangle. And so they don't lose their kids. They remain in great connection and communication with them throughout those adolescent years, which is where oftentimes kids need you to, one of the biggest things that you can do to help your kids is to learn how to hold your own space. 
hold your boundaries, be able to say, be able to say yes when you mean yes, no when you mean no, because you're demonstrating to them. Because from the there, you know, if the, by the time you have language, the kids have language. Ideally, you would have already been demonstrating this. So if they say, you know, can you know, if you're in a restaurant with your kids and one of them is about to throw a temper tantrum, and you say you have a choice, you can either sit here or we're leaving, and they throw the temper tantrum, then you get you pay, you get the stuff to go and you leave because it doesn't take too many times for them to for you to backslide before they understand before you're demonstrating to them that yes and no don't count. Right. And there are consequences to all of our choices and some are good and some are not good. And sometimes you have both and good to these choices. Right. So, so people, it's an important message that you're sharing right now. So that's why I'm reiterating that mm -hmm. you know, these boundaries that you put in uh, yes means yes. No means no. There are consequences to each things and there are agreements that we create. So I thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. Um, and now we're into the really fun aspect of your question. Not the part that we have to put effort into, but what that what that effort would yield and what fruit, um, the fruits of the labor would be, which is what the world would potentially look like as more people continue to wake up, to heal, and to bring, to go through their own healing journey and awakening process and evolve. And what is possible and what i see that everything that we're doing right now is just we're cleaning house where if you've ever cleaned out a refrigerator that's on a multi-dimensional cultural level what we're doing right now we would live in a world where people go within go are able to go within and listen to their own inner guru we would go we would look at a world we would potentially live in a world that has people intimately connected to their own body being able to listen to what their body needs and being able to make choices around that where people are awakened to their divine nature and are able to live in a state of connection and trust and joy and where we can get on with the um dance we came here to do because i am of the opinion that we did not come here for a spiritual experience we are spirit by nature. We are the infinite by nature. We came here for the physical experience. We came here as part of the um, divine experiment of humanity. Yes. And so we, can get on, we can get on with ourselves rather than reliving the same loops again and again and again and again and again. Um, and as that happens, it'd also be a lot more fun. And I, I'm about the fun and the joy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, real quick. Really? Um, before we go to the next caller, because I, I do, do want to make sure we get to whoever your other friend is. Um, uh, if you're enjoying some of the things I'm talking about and, and want to kind of be able to have take home versions of this, um, I uh, recent I have a book coming out. Um, Jody gave me permission to to do a shameless plug. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, and all day, yeah. And I'm actually going to post the information because I have oh, it here. Oh yeah. You. Yeah. Um, I uh, the book is called Letters to Our Younger Selves. I paired up with two of my uh, professors from undergrad. They're both physiologists, and I'm obviously coming from the perspective that you've been listening to for an hour and thirty eight minutes, um, where we wrote letters to our younger selves of stuff we wish we had known that we wound up learning the hard way. We're trying to cur curb, the, um, shorten the learning curve on certain things. Um, so they're really easy to read. There's probably about 30 or so chapters. Um, rarely are any of the letters longer than a couple pages. So it's e you could easily read like a chapter a day. Um, and we've subtitled it, A Combat Manual for Mindful Living. 
Um, so it's coming out in May. I think Amazon is currently doing a pre-sale for just the Kindle version, uh, but it will be in paperback as well. Um, and if you have any questions about that, uh, feel free to let me know. But it's I'm, I'm very proud of it, and it um, brings a lot of things in. And it's actually very designed for um, younger the, the younger generations who, um, especially due to technology, um, sometimes need some assistance in developing some skill sets or some perspectives on things. So um, it, it's called Letters to Our Younger Self, and it's coming out in the next couple of weeks. Okay, so it's coming out in a couple of weeks. The Kindle version is available now. It's also posted now in the chat on Facebook and YouTube. We have actually uh, three more callers. So okay. I'm going to actually uh, go to the next caller. All right. 820-847-220. You know who you are, but we'll let everybody know who you are, too. Give me a minute. Andrew Calhoun. <laughs> hey, oh, hey. Good morning, sir. Where are you calling from? <laughs> I'm calling from beautiful Grace Lake, Illinois, where I'm calling from. Um, I know the other callers who want to ask questions here, and I so much appreciate what you do, both from a spiritual level and the physical level uh, with your chiropractic care. Um, let me, maybe the audience could benefit from, uh, if, if people aren't seeing a, a good chiropractor, they should, and they should come to see you if they can. If they, what are some things that people could do at home, like to work on mindfulness or relaxation or spiritual growth at home? Uh, can you give just a, maybe a five minutes of what you might recommend? Well, it's funny that you should ask that because Dr. Nate sent me this private chat. Well, you know, towards the end of the show, let's get some people some techniques to take home and use. Thank you, Andrew, for the segue. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, we did this whole, we, um, we rehearsed this whole thing, guys. So, um, well, yes. Yeah, we were astro traveling last night. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Night school was fun last night. Um, yeah. uh, thank you very much, sir, for the question. Um, one, of the, one of the cheapest things to do is breath. Um, oftentimes, I, sometimes people will ask me about um, different psychedelics or different um, hallucinogenics as ways of accessing things. And um, with your permission, I'm going to give my 10-second um, my, uh, treatise on this, which is that um, things of those natures, chemical things of those natures, can be great windows into those higher dimensions, very poor doorways. And especially if it causes you to leave your body, you will often have company when you come back, um, which means then you got to come see people like me or people who do similar work to get the junk off you. So um, I, re I recommend hanging in your body. Everything that I do is help. Is, is designed to help reconnect man the physical with man the spiritual, or in other words, help you be at home in yourself. So first one is breath. It's cheap, and you're going to do it anyway. Most people do not breathe consciously, and they breathe in a very defensive way. Here's what I mean. I'm going to tilt the screen down. Hopefully you can see this. Most people, when they breathe, they breathe shallowly and just from their chest. I'm actually going to have you have the whole screen. Hold on. Oh, a Oh, wrong one. Hold on. Uh, um, hold on. Let me see how I do this. I'm not necessarily, if I do that, there you go. So, so most people only breathe from their chest. And so it's, I'm exaggerating, but not by much. And so it's only using this upper part of the chest to breathe, relying on little tiny muscles in between the ribcage to expand the lungs. And, the, and you're getting at best about 30% of your lung capacity. So, and if you're doing the, if you're watching at home, you're live. You're more than welcome to do this with us. 
So I want you to take one hand like this, one hand like this, put it over your belly button so your thumbs are at about the level of your belly button. You want to let the chest remain still, and you're going to expand, breathe in such a way that your belly pushes out. So you're really going to expand the diaphragm. We do this funky, funky thing as humans, which is that when we get really stressed out, we breathe less. Ironic, isn't it? Because if we're stressed out, we want to make sure we're surviving. So having more oxygen is helpful. So when you find yourself feeling stress or feeling nervous or anxious, and here's some, here's some signs. You're, you will feel as though your heart is beating very fast. You're breathing incredibly quickly. Your palms may get sweaty or cold, and your eyes may move around, and you're focusing on many different things at once, and you're really visualizing the future. Step one, breathe. So put your hands over your diaphragm, over your belly, and breathe in such a way that your belly moves and your chest moves a little bit, but incidentally. Make sense? Number two, if you're feeling that nervous, anxious, freak-out feeling is a really quick thing you can do to shift your state is to say, isn't this exciting? And list the reasons why things are exciting. Here's where I learned this one also from our friend Simon Sinek, because he was the one who, demo, who, who, who brought my attention to this. If you've ever watched the Olympics, the reporters always ask the same stupid question. They'll go up to the athletes who are about to go down a mountain at 80 miles an hour with two pieces of wood strapped to their feet doing a bunch of flips and landing and say, are you nervous? Or were you nervous about it? And the athletes always give you the same response. No, I was excited. Because just like anxiety, the physiological response of excitement is you breathe really quickly, your heart beats really fast, your palms get sweaty or cold, and you visualize the future. So you just learn to, you just reprogram the way you think about it as this is exciting. I do it on airplanes a lot. Back when we would go places, I do it on airplanes a lot. <laughs> this is exciting. We're flying across the state. Like, you know, so even if you have to like get a little hyperbolic with it, go for it. Number two, this number three, this teaching comes from Brene Brown when we're in a freak out moment. Step one, and I actually have videos on YouTube, so I'll send you the link, Jody, so we can post them in the comments. Um, I just, there's videos of this coming out. Number one. And I'm trying to get the book into, I got the book on this. I'm trying to get the link to the book. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so when you're freaking out, number one is I want you to ask you, number one, say this is exciting. If that doesn't work for whatever reason, number one, ask yourself, do I have enough information to freak out yet? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, so number one, breathe. Number two, do I have enough information to freak out? If you don't, get, go into information gathering mode. This is a brilliant way of using your mental body so it doesn't run amok. So ask questions. Ask lots of questions. Ask questions that you don't even really need to know. So like, okay, who told you this? Where did they tell you? Okay, and were they, were, what, you know, and so they told you this. What time was it? Like, does it really matter what time? No but it helps you gather more information. After you have lots of information, step, you know, at a certain point, you may reach the point of, do I have enough information to freak out? Usually you won't have, have enough because there isn't enough solid data to freak out. But let's say you do. Let's say you have enough information to freak out. Third question, will freaking out help? <laughs> I have yet find a time where being in, in the moment, freaking out will help. This is not to say, to ignore your emotions. 
So in the last year, I'll give you a really great practice to process some of the either anger, resentment, betrayal, rage, vengeance, these really intense emotions that have come up. And I'm going to preface this by saying I want every, I'm telling you all to practice normal fire safety with this. It's called burning letters. Oh, I have the whole thing written down. I'm going to post it. You talk about it. The directions will be in the thread. Because you talked this to me a few years ago. Oh, so cool. It's all documented. I share it with people all the time. <laughs> you know, me from a chair. Go for Thank it. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, my pleasure. So here's burning letters. This is a really easy way to process anger, emotion, anger, and let and those that type of end of emotions. You take out pieces of paper and in cursive using a pencil. Now, if you don't know cursive, that's fine. But in pencil, and I'll explain why. I want you to write letters to whomever or whatever you are angry with. So that, let's say, so that can be people, that could be groups of people, that could be organizations, that could be things, that could be places, that could be yourself, that could be the divine, it could be parents, it could be former romantic partners, it could be former friends, former business partners, you can see where I'm going with this. And you're going to emotionally vomit on this paper. What I mean by that is, dear so-and-so, F you, you son of a, and you just go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and this can be this can be as short as dear so and so screw you love Nate or this can be pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and then what you do now keep in mind this is not going to turn into any sort of attack because you're never going to send this to them right you can do this one at a time or I like to do it in bulk you write the letters then you take the letters and you read it out loud now you can do this. Um, you can shout it from the rooftops, or you can do it as quietly as I'm talking right now. It doesn't have to be loud. But you read the whole letter, and, and it doesn't matter if it makes sense. As you're writing it, if you, at any point you find yourself wondering, what is the best way to phrase this? Stop. You've gone mental with it. Get, breathe. Get back into the emotions of it, and just go. You read it out loud. So you're reading it. You're seeing it. You're hearing it. You're saying it. You're breathing it. You've, you've felt it. Then you crumple up the ball of paper, and you burn it. Now, I went to Walmart and bought myself a burning pot. It's all I ever used for this. Um, so I wouldn't recommend doing it in something you're going to cook in later. You don't want this kind of energy in your stew. Um, but fire pits, work, fire, fire pits work great. Pots work great. Mason jars are fantastic. Um, I also recommend doing this outdoors. Um, you crumble the paper up and you burn it. Now, the reason you write it in pencil instead of pen is the lead will burn. The reason you do this is that shamanically, fire is the, uh, is the element we use to deal with anger and rage and betrayal and vengeance and those emotions we so used to as, fire is what can you repeat that so first of all we're, i've always wondered why the pencil um i mean explain about the lead again the lead will burn lead the ink. ink just melts i want this whole thing burnt the reason okay. we use fire to do this is that fire is the element that we can use to transmute anger and rage and betrayal and vengeance and so when you use, we used to, as people, sleep next to fire. We don't do that anymore. The fire would actually help burn off the anger and the rage and the frustration of the day. We don't do that anymore. Candles are good, but they're just not strong enough. So this is so we're going to use this element to our advantage. And so you burn the letters. You let and you let make sure every part of it burns, and you most likely will feel a bit of a catharsis. Now, you may have to do this multiple times. You may have to do this multiple times to the same thing or the same person or the same event. Um, but it is one of the easiest and most powerful ways I know 
to let go and heal those emotional wounds that we carry around. Because oftentimes, even if we're chronologically, if I'm chronologically 30 years old or I'm physically 30 years old, if I've been on the earth for 30 years, sometimes my body will be older than that. It's gotten prematurely aged, which Jody and I will talk on a different day. And emotionally, many people are stunted. And a lot of people are somewhere between two and five years old um, in terms of their emotional body age. And which is why you see adults throwing temper tantrums. So I want to add to this, though. It's really, really important because what you, you know, you know me, I, 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 um, I take what people teach me. I blend it with other modalities to make it even more robust. Sure. And so I took what you taught me, mm -hmm. right, which is burning letters. I pair that with using the BOD, the bioacoustical utilization device, which does a reset on the neural network of the brain. So mm -hmm. when you're listening to this sound frequency, which is based in shamanic drumming, and you're writing and you're spewing and you're vomiting this information, you reread it, then you burn it, you send it up to source, right? It clears the trigger that you have in your mind to that event. And you can do that in 20 minutes. We do this all the time with Susan Essentials. It's amazing. Um, so uh, if you don't have a bot, just do the burning letters because I did that for a long time just on its own. And then if you want, you know, to do the, if you want to take a deeper dive, that's amazing, you know, like to pair it. And, and some of you at this point may be wondering, um, how, why is a chiropractor talking about all this stuff? And the simple answer is that um, I'm going to borrow the words of Pasquale Cherisoli, who was one of the best chiropractors who ever lived. And he said that, um, Jody, where's the center of the universe? I don't know. Wherever you are, because you are the center of your universe. You create and experience reality from your point of view. And the nervous system is how you do it. It is the conduit between the physical, emotional, chemical, mental, um, ego, and soul and spirit levels of our being. It's how we interface with all of them. Um, in, a course of in A Course in Miracles, they talk about how the Holy Spirit is the um, intermediary between the divine and us humans. And the nervous system, in my opinion, is the physical representation of it. So the more clear, connected, imbalanced, and harmonized version of that, the better. Um, as Andrew said, um, I'm, in the, I'm in the burbs of Chicago. I'm in Palatine. But I also have colleagues who practice this work all around the world. And so um, if at any point someone needs assistance in finding someone, uh, please let me know. I'm happy to. I, like, I am for people getting care. It doesn't have to be me. I've, I've only got some, there's only so much time in the day and there's only so many hands I have. Um, so, um, yeah, let's do one more caller. Um, okay. and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll be quick because I do have people coming in to actually, for me to serve this morning. So I'll be. Sure, uh, absolutely. So we're going to take the other caller, 407-701. Andrew, thank you so much for your fantastic call leading us, uh, you know, transition to where yeah. we needed to be. Well, leading you to wellness. Got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got what a, what a guy. All right, all right, all right. So we got four hundred one seven hundred one. We just have a couple minutes. Why don't you give us your name and say where you're calling from and state your question? Hi, this is Beata, uh, your uh, health and well-being host on Female Solution on Friday morning. 
And uh, Dr. Nathan, oh my goodness, did you say you were only 30 years old? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, going oh at 95. Goodness, I'm telling you, you have so much wisdom beyond those years, but I have just been so enjoying uh, listening to your higher analysis of the Corona adventure, especially, but I have seen so many chiropractors in my life. I'm 66. Okay. And I started seeing chiropractors about uh, probably uh, 40 years ago, maybe. And I had one chiropractor who I just loved. She was not the crack, crack, crack type. She would lay me on a very low, um, a very low bed, like a very low table. And she would just do a very gentle adjustment under my ear, right around my neck or in my ear. And that adjustment would last for weeks and weeks and weeks. And now I can't find anyone who does that. All, the one that I have, she's like you, very knowledgeable about nutrition and health and all that. We have great conversations. But she uses a metal tool that crack, 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 and then she cracks my neck. And is there a name for that type of adjustment where you just, there's a gentle kind of pressure on around the ear? Is there a name for that? Because I just thought that was the most wonderful way to practice, but now I can't find anyone who does that. So um, there are several that focus on that upper cervical cranial end of things. Most likely um, it was I, the techniques that they were using were either Kale, Blair, QSM3 potentially, um, or uh, other versions of um, upper cervical, which I use in my practice. and. Um, it just kind of, you know, it, 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 part of it is everyone responds a little bit differently to care and everyone is a little bit different. Remember the body keeps the score, but the score is different from every, for everybody. So it's a matter of finding practitioners who have, um, in my opinion, a diverse skill set, so that way they can borrow and blend different techniques to customize care for people. Um, and also, uh, people who have, um, advanced training. Um, in different techniques and approaches. So for you, just based on what you're describing, the couple, um, I, I can recommend a couple of techniques to see if people do, if you're considering um, incorporating other chiropractors into your team. Um, one is, uh, some are um, MLS, which is, which is I'm, a, I'm on the teaching staff for, so I can say people who do that are pretty good. Um, uh, BGI or biogeometric integration. Um, network, sp network spinal or network spinal analysis is another one. And um, those are kind of three that if you find someone who does those um, is typically very helpful. Give me just one second. I have to open my door. But I'll be back. Yeah. And while you're okay, you can can hear I, me, because I, I know you're opening you, up your front uh, door. Would you, have, would you have a connection in Florida? For well, me? that's what I was just going to ask him, Beata. Um, uh, okay. If Dr. Nate, he just stepped away for a second. But if he has some recommendations Sorry. for these types of chiropractors in Orlando, Florida, um, that would be amazing. Um, I don't, yeah. I, I don't recall anyone I know in Orlando offhand. However, I am more than happy to ask around and find, cause I'm pretty sure I do know some, some, some people there. I just can't remember them offhand. I apologize. Um, and I will get the information to Jody and Jody, can you, um, absolutely. Yeah. I talked to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll even connect the two of you, you know, um, it, it, you know, sometimes we steal guests from other shows. So, <laughs> Jody and I signed, I, I signed no contract with Jody for exclusivity. So I am more than happy to, to, to uh, travel around here. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, when we, we, we find a gem, we like to share. <laughs> so, Megan, so, you're making me blush. Well, you know, um, yeah, no, unless you need the rose, you're fine. I mean, don't blush. You know, own your greatness, man. Um, I, uh, I'm so grateful to have you on this show. Um, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're a gift. You're so wise beyond your years. I, 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 I've been, seconds. Oh, it's going to do our commercial <laughs> a bit low. Uh, <laughs> well, Jody, thank you so much for, for having me. Um, I really appreciate all the work that you do with everyone that, that how you're spreading your message and shining light um, in your authentic way. Um, as a, as a special gift for anyone listening, um, my intention is on June 5th, and I'll send you the details so we can post it and everything. I'm going to do a quick hitting class where we actually rewrite those belief systems on health, on healing. Um, and I'm doing it on a donation basis. So you can pay what you can. Um, cause, um, it, it's, it's sort of what I've felt very called to do. So I'll send the information. Uh, but as we're wrapping up before, um, StreamYard kicks us off. Um, thank you so much for the invitation. It was such a pleasure and such a fun way to start my morning. Likewise. And great way for me to start mine. Um, I definitely would like to get the uh, information out um, for your class and, um, you know, like that. So, and I know you've got a, a patient that came in, so I will let you go serve. I appreciate that. Serving the whole world today. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. I'm just going to run my banners. There we go. And we'll post game later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And I'm just, here we go. Here, there's, there, sir. Ready for your consult. Subscribe to Susan Essentials. You know, follow us. Uh, check out the other wonderful uh, experts that we have on the show. And namaste, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for